welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here, and today I have the privilege of hosting John Patton. He's a career communicator and marketer, and after 20 years of private industry work, one of his nonprofit public health clients asked him to lead their communications department. John became fascinated with the organization's work to prevent chronic diseases. Ten years later, he is still working for that organization and helping the CDC reach Americans at risk for chronic disease. His new book, Brainless Health, was born out of his desire to shoot straight with the general public about what they could do to reduce their risk for diabetes, cancer, heart disease, as well as steer clear of wheelchairs and oxygen tanks by applying simple habits to their daily life. He speaks in plain English and draws on real-life stories and examples that make the science of public health relatable, practical, and possible. And so who wouldn't want that in their lives? <laughs> I know I definitely do. <laughs> and so it's my pleasure to welcome you to the podcast, John. I'm so privileged to have you here with us. So much, and I do appreciate that last comment, but who wouldn't want that in their life? I believe that when you have health, you have real well-being. And when you have a being that's well, you have success in life. I mean, conversely, if you don't have health, it's going to be hard to achieve much in life, relationally or professionally, um, certainly not physically. So it is something that everybody should want, and, and I think they do. And, and so my hope is to help them get there in simple ways. I love it. And, you know, John, I had a guest on the podcast several years ago say, our nation's wealth is its health. And mm. I think you're going to help us dive into that further and, and how important it is today, especially with COVID and everything that's happening, even more important than ever. Tell us before we, you know, obviously dive into brainless health, your book and the work that you do with that and things that we could apply to our daily lives. What inspires your work in healthcare? You know, like you said in the introduction, I really came into this field of public health and health care by accident, working with a client. And as I learned more about them, I just caught the passion for what they were doing and the fact that we can actually, through lifestyle interventions, lifestyle change, lifestyle behavior, can really impact the health of ourselves and of our country. And so I've worked with physicians, I've worked with public health folks, state health departments, county health departments, and the general public. And so what really lights my fire, helps me get out of bed in the morning, are the stories of people who actually take control of their health. It's not all bootstrapping and, and just, you know, personal responsibility and making a new resolution. It's actually using the resources that are available in public health, a lot of programs and projects out there that they can uh, use as resources, but also each other and their communities. But ultimately, it is their will to change their life and change really generations behind them. Yeah, it's inspiring work. And so you've taken a personal approach to it, you know, just simple habits that we can use to improve our health. Tell us a little bit about the book and your work and how it's adding value to the ecosystem. Brainless Health was something that the, the title of the book came about because I kept coming back to the fact that there were really brainless things meaning not dumb things, things that you don't have to think about to put into practice. Long before COVID, people have not been washing their hands. Now, that's mm -hmm. brainless. Our mothers and fathers taught us to wash our hands. We can avoid a myriad diseases just by doing that alone. People will say all the time that they're, they're sick or they caught something or they, you know, they're under the weather. And that's true. And it could have just come from some, some real simple germs they were carrying around and transmitting. 
so there's things like that. The, the government doesn't like to use the word exercise. They like to say physical activity. Well, physical activity is kind of a, it's not an intuitive kind of word choice. And it can mean a lot of things. Vacuuming your house could be physical activity, but it's not going to help your pre-diabetic state. It's not going to reverse your numbers. You need to exercise. We all know what that means, whether we like it or not. We need to elevate our heart rate and, and exercise and sweat. And so those are the kind of things that I put in plain English. I tell fun stories about my own life because I made a transformation, you know, inspired by many other people in my life. And I really, I really think it's time that we shoot straight with people, stop giving each other an out. And just because a salad might cost more than a couple cheeseburgers doesn't mean uh, we have an excuse to, to order the cheeseburgers. So, you know, not all the time, at least. <laughs> no, nah, I love it, John. So tell me, I mean, I love to hear a good story. I mean, tell me about your transformation. Well, I tell you, um, you know, I, I had a very stressful job. I was CEO mm-hmm. of my own company for 15 years and I was stressed out all the time. I mean, in an excited way sometimes and in a certainly uh, an anxiety-filled uh, way as any business owner would know. And so as a result, I, I kind of took that McDonald's jingle, you deserve a break today, to heart. So every day after work, I would take a break. I would have uh, some ice cream. I'd have uh, some alcohol. I'd have uh, whatever, uh, sit on the couch, relax, try to unwind. And then the next day, it was it was kind of the same. I, I didn't wake up with a with a jump in my step. Instead, I was sluggish. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, wait a minute. There was a, a famous guy named Bill Phillips who said, uh, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. We've heard that repeated many times. Uh, hopefully, people have. And is a real, there's real truth to it. And so I said, you know, let me try health. Let me try avoiding some of these things or cutting back in a, in a moderate way and see if, I, uh, see if I'll survive without that second pizza. And also if I'll actually thrive, if I'll feel better. And sure enough, the change started to take place and I, I've never looked back. And, and so it's fun to build these simple habits into, into one's life. You, you stare at an escalator and typically on the side of the escalator are a bunch of stairs. And, and the question is, you know, which are you going to take? And if your brain has been, you know, automatically programmed, I see stairs, I take them, you're going to benefit. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. I appreciate you sharing that, John. And you know, I didn't know that the government didn't like to use the word exercise. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a word that they've done a lot of testing, as you can imagine. The government saw about data. And so they tested and people don't like that word. Huh. Uh, they don't, it doesn't resonate with them. And I understand exercise is hard. And yet the benefits are amazing. And, and typically, if people push through exercise and make it a discipline, a daily or three, four times a week habit, they actually, the, the, the hatred goes away. They start to like it. They like how they feel. Yeah. They feel like they've accomplished something and um, it, it really can stick. Yeah, no, I'm with you there, John. I mean, I've tried different things. I've worked with, try to work out by myself or with the trainer. And for me, it just, I have to use a trainer. And, you know, the COVID thing's been really interesting because I'm now fully virtual with my strength trainer. And I took a break And man, I I gained seven pounds and I lost muscle mass. And you just have to find that sweet spot for you, right? And for me, I I had to hire a trainer. You know, I love that testimony because that just underscores the fact that we need to join hands with those around us. It it really comes down to accountability and, uh, you know, inspiration and encouragement. I mean, I love to see people, you know, find people to walk with in the neighborhood. 
they catch up, they build a friendship and their exercise. I love to go to the gym for that very reason. I, I see people there. I, I uh, inspired by what they're lifting or how long they're running yeah. or the angle of their treadmill. And, and so I get, you know, motivated to kind of join with them. So I, I agree. Uh, as great as, you know, home fitness equipment is, and, and if you can use it, fabulous. I support that. Uh, it's certainly convenient. It's, it's certainly not the end all be all you know, despite the infomercials on TV, <laughs> make it look like that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the, one of the things that I've learned through my training is my trainer says, cause I'll be like, ah, I'm not feeling the best today, but I'm in, I'm in. He's like, why do you have to feel good every time before you train? <laughs> and oh. I'm just like, wow, that's a good point. <laughs> just do that's it. That's a great point. Just do it. That's yeah. right. That is exactly right. And, and in fact, I'll, I'll drive to the gym sometime and, and I'll be like, golly, I only have 20 minutes. And, and I say, well, that's a lot better than zero minutes. I mean, yes. you know, it's, it's not ideal, <laughs> but I'm going to do with it, you know, what I can. So good for you. That's good. I love it. Hey, so tell me about the book and what is it about the book, Brainless Health, that is different than all the other things out there. And if possible, help us take a couple tidbits from it, maybe a hook. Sure. Well, you know, it's funny. As I began to you know, ruminate on this idea, I went to the store, I went online, I started to look at the health books. And, uh, you know, by and large, good marketing, they're all trying to find a little niche. They're trying to find a specialty, whether it's gut health or turmeric or plant-based proteins. I mean, fill in the blank you know, the no grain diet. Uh, it's just amazing to me. And I think probably, uh, I don't know, 90% of them are probably spot on. The problem is they're virtually impossible for the average American, average human being to follow. I mean, you can start to measure your food, weigh your food, you know, count your steps, log everything on a thousand different apps on your phone, but it's going to take some real focus. And then you're trying to be disciplined about actually shopping for the right food and going to the gym or exercising. I mean, there's just a lot that would go into that if you weren't training for some uh, Olympic uh, you know, <laughs> event, it, yeah. it might prove too difficult. And so I said, well, golly, are, are there any books out there that just drive home the things that can really, really prevent a world of hurt in a simple way? I'll give you an example. We jump in our car, most of us, we drive to the grocery store. It's around the corner, maybe just a five minute drive. And we, we don't buckle up our seatbelts. Well, we get into a wreck, either we're dead or we're in a wheelchair or we have some traumatic brain injury. I mean, it's just painful for all the 600,000 plus deaths due to COVID. Twice as many are attributed to vehicle accidents and death. So, I mean, this is these painful statistics out there and we can, we just Strap on your seatbelt and you're good to go. Uh, you know, people go to the beach all the time. No sunscreen. They, they get burnt all the time. Well, yeah. sunscreen's killing people, you know, every single hour in this country. It's, it's highly preventable. And even if you have sunscreen, you know, there's something called a hat. I mean, that's brainless. Throw a hat in your bag, throw a hat in your car, <laughs> you know. And, and sadly, all these years later, we're still smoking. I mean, this is yeah. the most insane habit known to man. It is just given what we know now. Back in the day, we didn't know, okay, ignorance, you know, is excuse maybe, but today there's no excuse. And on top of that, there's 7,000 uh, ways to, to quit from the, the quit lines to the chewing gum to the patches, I mean, ad nauseum. And so for people to continue to, to pollute their body is just it's just really uh, crazy. So things like that, just knowing, and I extend it. I say, if it's on fire, 
don't put it in your mouth. I don't care if it's a cigar or a <laughs> joint or a pipe or whatever. I mean, just let's let's make it brainless. Let's not try to you know split hairs. So so those are some of the things in the book. But you know, I think it's important too to just talk about the need for relational health. And we talk about the you can still write somebody a letter. It's good for you. It's good for them. Um, just because we've like got that. social media and phones, yeah. I mean, it's it's really something we forget. We've been doing it for centuries, and, and then all of a sudden we stop because we've got these technology tools in our hands. But people love to get a letter. And then just staying in touch, especially during COVID, making sure you reach out. Use that cell phone as a phone. <laughs> Actually call yeah. somebody, and it will really uh, brighten their day and, and uh, encourage you. And, and relational health <laughs> and physical health are really connected. I love it, John. No, you know, and I'm laughing because it's so brainless, right? Like, yep. But the, <laughs> and I, I get why you called it brainless, but the fact is, we don't do it, and and we could, we we do a lot of these things, but there's things on the list that maybe we're not doing, and so I personally love writing thank you cards and and sending them out, and it does a lot for me personally, right? But the other day, I got a card from a good friend that I work with. And I'll tell you what, it made my day. It was awesome. Mm. And he's big into typewriters. So he buys like these like ancient typewriter things. <laughs> and he just like typed a letter, sent it to me. And I thought it was so great. Like it just like showed me that he took the time out of his day to just acknowledge and appreciate me. And it made a big difference for me. So it kind of reinforced my love for doing that for others. But just such a great example that you've given us here. As you think about what you're doing, John, to improve outcomes and make people's lives better, what's something that you could point to as an example of that? So, you know, one area that I work in in public health are, is around diabetes prevention, you know, also cancer prevention and, you know, heart disease, stroke, arthritis. But diabetes has an incredible program. There's, there's 88 million people alive in America right now with pre-diabetes. Uh, their, their blood sugar is just there at the borderline of developing a deadly disease, diabetes. And yet it can be completely reversed. So one in three Americans can actually need to pay attention to this. 90% of them don't know they're pre-diabetic. It's just a real powerful thing. Nine out of 10 of those 88 million Americans are completely unaware of their condition. And so they can find out very simply with a, a you know, blood test they, if they get their doctors at their wealth checkups, annual visits, or go down to any testing place and, and get your blood drawn. It's no special thing, an A1C test. So there's a program out there that the government's developed called the National Diabetes Prevention Program. And it's nothing more than kind of a group chat once a week. They go through a curriculum. There are no drugs involved. And yet this program is twice as effective as the leading pharmacological solution, the, the leading prescription drug yeah. solution. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff that we provide to providers, to physicians, to refer their patients to this program. We, we do it through national campaigns, just direct to the consumer to say, hey, check out this. And then there are other ones like, you know, arthritis programs and things that people can do that are going to elevate their, their movement and even impact their mental health. Love it. Some great examples there. You know, we all run into setbacks and I'm sure you've had your share as an entrepreneur and business leader in health. So would you want to share a setback with us and what a key learning from it was? 
certainly. So uh, it's real timely. It's a great question. Thank you. Because I'm just two weeks out of being diagnosed with positive COVID oh. results. Uh, yeah, it was a real surprise. I'm a pretty healthy guy trying to yeah. walk the talk. And yet it came knocking on my door and it, wow. it was really a, a setback. That's it was tough. something, yeah, uniquely different than any disease, illness, you know, um, virus I've had before. It, it takes you out. It's almost like mono. The exhaustion mm. is incredible. It has uh, the fever and the chills, uh, the, the, the blazing headaches. I mean, that was all pretty brutal. But the shortness of breath was really the scary part, not being able to get oxygen into your lungs. I'd never experienced that before. And, uh, and obviously, that's, that's a key component. And so, um, you know, that was a, that was a, big, a big hit. And it, it also has a little uh, an impact on your mental health. You, I got pretty down uh, and, and depressed, more than typical, just you yeah. know, not being at home and stuff. And that's been uh, the case with a number of, of sightings and research. So those are some things the listeners can, can kind of prepare for. But, but the real learning that came away from it is that we need to not just protect Selves, like stay inside, wear a mask, wash your hands. That's all good. And we need to do that. But we need to prepare to prevent it. We need to batten down the hatches. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier and I said, if a hurricane's coming, uh, going to hit land, everybody flies into prevention mode. We're going to put up the, the walls on our houses, on our windows. And that's how we need to approach this. We need to make sure that we are, even if it's just for the next few weeks, cutting out the, the junk of our diet, fuel our bodies with nutrients, get some, some really good food in our bodies, and then take a walk, get some get air in those lungs, treat the lungs like a muscle and stretch them and give them lots of oxygen and, and healthful kind of behaviors. So, uh, you know, and I tell you, now that I'm, I'm over it, those are the very things I'm doing. I'm not licking my wounds and sitting back. I'm actually uh, getting even more prepared in the event it comes calling again. Well, I think that's uh, number one. I'm so happy that you're okay. Brutal that you had to go through that. But the takeaway for all of us and to learn from John's experience here is what are we doing to prepare ourselves? You know, how are we fueling our body? Are we running? Are we walking? Are we being active, washing hands? All of these things are important. And you know, if it does happen to be that we get infected with COVID, then the stronger we can make our bodies, the better we'll be. And obviously, John's here. We're having a conversation. So he's done a great job of taking care of himself. It's an inspiration for us to take care of ourselves. And so, John, what are you most excited about today with your work and things going on in healthcare? Well, you know, I got to say, without being a, a shameless plug for your work, I'm most excited about folks like yourself that are allowing me a, a voice and a venue to get the word out about how they can really effortlessly protect themselves. There are a lot of things that, that come out of the blue. Some cancers just fall out of the sky. and Nobody knows how you get them. But there are a lot of cancers that are preventable. Uh, certainly diabetes, certainly other diseases and, and conditions like high blood pressure. There are real ways to reduce our stress and reduce our risk for these deadly diseases without even thinking. And then if we want, if we've got extra time on our hands and we want to study up on turmeric uh, or on gluten, you know, that's fabulous. Go for it. Red meat, that's great. You know, dig into those very interesting areas and they may help you 
But, you know, in the meantime, make sure you're wearing your helmet when you take a bicycle ride, buckling your seat, throwing on your sunscreen, you know, taking a little mini vacation, especially during these times of COVID when we're all a little more stressed out, and a little more cooped up. You know, we've got to to really make sure that we're, we're taking care of our mental health, our emotions and our, our relationships. Love it. John, you know, you definitely do a nice job of keeping it simple for all of us to think about our health. And as we wrap up our chat today, I'd love to ask you to leave us with the closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you and learn more about the program you've laid out in your book. Super. Well, I I appreciate that question because it really, even as simple as I try to make it, there's still a, a lot of chapters in my book. And so when I boil it down, it's really fueling your body and moving your body. And that's the deal. If you fuel it properly, you're going to be able to move it properly. If you move it properly, it's going to cycle back. You're going to need some more fuel. And if you do those two things, just those two things, watch what you put into your body and move your body. It doesn't mean run a marathon. It means walk to the end of the driveway to get your mail. It means walk around the grocery store two or three times looking for for different things or go to a different grocery store where you don't know everything exists. You know, things like that, just make sure you're moving, get out and get a walk in. So fuel it and move it. And I really think you're going to be amazed at the impact it's going to have. And then as far as getting in touch with me, it's brainlesshealth.com is the website. You can find my book there. You can email me there. My email is just John Patton at brainlesshealth.com. But, you know, just uh, shoot me questions. I work with business leaders. I work with physicians. I work with people from the general public that are trying to hold down three jobs and, you know, still get health into their life. So uh, no questions uh, too simple uh, at Brainless Health. I love it, John. Well, listen, I appreciate your approach. I like keeping things simple. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the message here is uh, fuel it and move it and many more inside of the book. So make sure you guys check out John at brainlesshealth.com. And John, just want to say thank you again for spending time with us. Well, thank you, Saul, so much. Keep up the great work. You've got a lifelong fan here. Thanks, John. All right. Take care. 